test, test, test. Oh, we are live. That's it right there. That is it right there. Absolutely. Here we go. Going live right now in three, two, one. Welcome to Intimate Discoveries Unveiling Connections, the podcast redefining the conversations around intimacy. In a world where connections often feel superficial, we dive deep, exploring layers of what it truly means to be intimate. This isn't just another love talk. It's a groundbreaking journey through intimacies, cognitive, emotional, sexual, and spiritual aspects. Yes, in a modern age, in each episode, we peel back the layers of myths and truths, engaging with experts, sharing real-life stories, and uncovering insights that challenge everything you thought you knew about closeness in relationships. Whether you're navigating the complexities of love, seeking deeper connections, or just curious about the unspoken intricacies of human bonds, Intimate Discoveries is your guide through the maze of modern intimacy. Tune in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. as we unravel the secrets of truly meaningful connections. Intimate Discoveries, Unveiling Connections, where every episode is one step closer to understanding the heart and soul of intimacy. I am your host, Champ Franklin, and we are live and in color. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here. Yes. Yes, this is Champ Frank. Yeah. Ow. That's it. Yes. Go, baby. Go. Absolutely. Yes. We are here. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for those cheers. And I'm telling you today, we are going on and on and on. And I am excited to be your host bringing you episode 11 as we again dive deep into uncovering this profound experience of love and intimacy and meaningful relationships. I am your host. And you all ask, why do we have intimate discoveries? Why are we here broaching on this difficult conversation that rarely anyone ever wants to have? Well, I'm glad you asked. Well, one, we have found out that no marriage is protected or, or exempt from divorce. Intimacy fosters communication in healthy, lasting relationships. Yes, I know you've been married. I was married 22 years and I thought I was exempt. But guess what? The divorce lion came and visited me. And I'm here to tell you, if you're not prepared, it's just a matter of time, bro. It's just a matter of time. And the divorce lion is coming to get you. It, right now, it, it's devouring 50% of marriages right here in the U.S. Number six in the world. 50% of marriages will be devoured by the divorce lawyer, by the divorce lion. And we know that the, the definition of intimacy varies from person to person. And I'm telling you, because we have these um, 
we have these definitions that aren't transferable to each each other. And we believe that we have the right definition because that's what we were taught. Contrary to popular belief, your perspective is just your perspective. Someone has downloaded different information on other people's hard drive, other people's experiences that gives them the right to feel that they know what they're talking about. And at the end of the day, we know that in most relationships, individuals are missing opportunities to collect unique moments with their partner, their family, and their friends. So we got to have the conversation. I know when I look back, I was married um, 22 years, and I think that, you know, just missed it like two times a month. Can you imagine, can you look at it that there were 480 moments that we missed? Four. 180 moments that we missed just by just twice a month, not paying attention, twice a month, not listening, twice a month, holding things against each other, twice a month, not listening, twice a month, just criticizing each other, twice a month, not allowing that person to be heard, twice a month, 480 times. Now, when you look at that part, when then when you look at someone not being sexually fulfilled twice a month, over 20 years, that's 480 times. You all have not walked away with truly fulfilled sexual experiences. And somebody had to take a loss. And in most cases, it's the woman. So this is why we got to have a conversation. Because enough is enough. We got to have a conversation. I'm telling you. Come on live. Here we are live and in color. I'm looking for someone to come in and just engage in the conversation. Can you join in the conversation? Do you have the courage to enjoy, to engage in a conversation? Do you have an idea of what it takes to have a true, meaningful relationship? Join us live. On the podcast now. Join now. I'm telling you, come on. Who cannot tag in this thing here? Tag some people. Come on. I want to see who's coming. Who is coming? Mm, mm, mm. Randy, who, who we got? Come on. Let's just let's just put it out there. Put it out there. Come on in and join join in on the conversation because we gotta we gotta figure it out. We got to figure it out. I got guys who um, believe that they're winning. I'll tell you right now, I thought I was winning in my marriage too. I'm telling you, I thought I was winning. Come to find out, I was tracking for divorce. And like I said, we want to we wanna see who else is tracking. Who do we know um, is exempt? And there's no one who is exempt. And so we want to just, we were just want to encourage you, right? We want to encourage everybody um, to just sit down. Let's have a conversation. Like we said before, we're looking at here. Um, why do we, um, it says that a survey of 1,600 adults, Amer- American adults, a Swedish behavior economist found that quadrupling sexual frequency from once a month 
to a weekly bolster happiness as much as having extra $50,000 in the bank. And we want to talk about finances. Well, if you we can get you all to be happy with each other and be smiling and joyful with each other and so that we can both have so that you both can have fulfilled sexual experiences, do you know you can it can boast a happiness as to having up to $50,000 in the bank? Come on, man. Come on. That's what we want to look at. We want to look at that. It said that, you know, we're talking about a sexless marriage, right? One in four couples. One in four couples are in a sexless marriage right now. One in four. And guess what happened to that 25%? That 25%, right? One in four is 25%. That 25% of marriages are, guess what, are on course to hit it for divorce. So when we don't engage, when we don't um, create this safe space for each other, it's inevitable that at some point somebody's not going to be happy and it's just a matter of time before someone throws in the towel. And when you look back, like I look back, I'm like, man, I could have done something different. Well, this is your moment to do something different because Champ Frank is here. Champ Frank is here bringing it to you live and in color, helping you to discover your unique intimate expression so that you can share it with your partner and so that your partner can see some good in you. Now, you're tuning in right now. You want to come on board. You want to, you, you have questions. Go to champfranklinspeaks.com. Click on the link. Join the podcast and join in on the podcast right now. We would love to have you here. Champ Franklin speaks right now. Come on board. I want to. I, I want to hear your questions. I want to see. I want to. I want to understand you. I want to listen to you to see what your perspective is on intimacy and the challenges that you're having in your relationship, so that I can help you. Nobody else want to help you. Not be on this side of the marriage, which is the divorce side. And I'm here to help you. So tune in. If you're tuning in, you want to come in, you want to wanna wanna click on. It's today is right, it's four o'clock, four p.m. And we're live right here, right now. So um one of the things that we looked at, um, we looked at, let me see here, we said that um that there are things in which men can do into improving intimacy in the relationship. We looked at those things, right? Um, let me see, what did we look at? We looked at creating, improving emotional intimacy. What are some of the things that you can do, right? Open communication. I'm going to give you like 10 things during this broadcast. We're going to talk about those 10 things. We may get to all 10, but if we don't... Um, We'll, we'll continue it the next time. But right now, we're going to look at um, how, what are 10 ways in which we can improve emotional intimacy? Well, first of all, well, we can improve um, with open communication. Regularly sharing your thoughts and feelings with your partner. Being open and honest about your emotions, falsehoods, trust, and understanding. The challenge that we have in this part here is that 
they're rarely a safe space recognized for black men to even talk, less known for black women to talk. Um, we are trained um, to as to seeing each other as enemies or as adversaries or as on one side or the other. We're never, we're not, we're rarely encouraged that we're both on the same side. Um, nothing in our um, cultural music, um, feedings, um, commercials, um, television shows that supports a true, unique, um, powerful bond between a black man and a black woman. We used to have it with Cliff Huxtable and, um, what was it? Um, gosh, yeah, Cliff Huxtable, yeah. Um, and, 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 and that family, right? We, that they took that off of the air because, right, so many individuals ended up going to college, right, being more educated um, through that show than any other, than I think any other show in the world ever have, have increased the educational output of African Americans and that just that um, – and that show, and then you know, the spinoff was a different world, right? The Cosby Show, the Cosby Family, the Cosby Show. Um, but the, but you get my point. My point is that um, in order for us to improve, for men to improve on emotional intimacy in our relationships, that we regularly have to share our thoughts and feelings with our partners. Being open and honest about our emotions fosters trust and understanding. So the thing, again, like I was saying before, um, fostering trust and understanding, it's, it can be difficult when we're fed that we cannot trust each other. And so when you're constantly fed that, it makes it challenging for a, for a man to be open and honest with you because, you know, just looking at how we're going on dates and stuff, and someone will say, well, did you see any red flags? Well, did you throw the red flag when you were there? Well, I was trying to be honest with you. This is the man talking. I was trying to be honest with you about my past experiences, but instead you threw red flags. <laughs> and um, it was hard for me to, you know, I couldn't listen. I couldn't be honest and open with you because you, you are a certified red flag carrier. And so whenever I talk about something, about sharing my experiences, you don't provide a safe space for me. Um, and therefore, I don't, you don't get my truth. I know um, I always go back to me. I know that when I was married, I, I didn't, you know, she told me I had a safe space, but I didn't believe it. So why? Because there were moments in which she was judgmental. Well, you, that's a poverty mentality. Or let me tell you how you can make it better. Let me show you how to make it better. da 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 da, -da. I'm like, well, now that I know that my perspective is right, what I learned in my household was right. My mom didn't, didn't negligently um, teach me something that was harmful or hurtful to me. She taught me the best that she knew, and therefore, what my mama taught me was right. Just like you believe that what your mama taught you were right. And so your mama can't override my mama. So... <laughs> And that being said, so allow me to tell my truth, right? 
so that you and I can have open communication in our relationship that I can can be trustworthy, that I can prove myself trustworthy, that I can show, I can be honest about what my experiences were. However, when you cut off my experiences, when you downplay my traumas, right? When you do not give me the avenue to experience and, and, and share what happened for me, right? Um, it gets, it gets, um, it gets, it gets, it gets murky. It gets challenging. And so it's important for all of us, right, to begin to provide those safe spaces for each other. Right? And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just in, in line to see who is, is interested in sharing their perspective. How do we how do we begin to bridge these gaps? Because again, the divorce rate is 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 a staggering 40 to 50 percent. And before you know it, you know, somebody going to want to get married. Somebody going to want to fall in love. And then before you know it, boom, guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, you have just registered your marriage as active for this year. And guess what? Because your marriage is active, it is subject to being devoured by the divorce lion at a rate of 50%. And so... If you and your partner does not have effective communication, if your partner cannot be vulnerable with you, if your partner cannot feel a sense of loving and belonging, or if you cannot sense a feeling of loving and belonging, or you cannot openly communicate with your partner, then guess what? It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time, brother. Sis, it's just a matter of time. Now, here we are at Intimate Discoveries trying to help you, wanting to help you, setting forth this platform so that you can get authentic answers, right? Authentic answers in how you can improve your relationship, right? How you can improve the communication because what we have discovered here at Intimate Discoveries is that what is lacking in most relationships is that safe space. Oh, what do you mean a safe space? Well, I'm not talking about the burglar alarm. I'm not, not talking about the the um, the security system that you have on the doors. I'm not talking about the gun that you have under the under the bed. I'm not talking about the, the sophisticated um, wiretapping that you have, whatever. I'm not talking about that security. I'm not talking about financial security. I'm talking about the ability to be able to share your perspective, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions with your partner in a non-judgmental environment. How often does your partner or do you give your partner the space in which they can just share what they experienced? How often do you do that? How consistent are you? Well, here's the question. Are you mentally stable enough where you can sit there with your hands folded and listen. Can you do that? How often can you do that? Well, and then here's the other question here. It's, you know, if you can do it, um, how vast is your emotional vocabulary that you can connect with that person on that emotional level so that that person begins to experience a feeling of loving and belonging with you? Not with the secretary, not with the coworker. I'm talking about with you. 
How often do you give that space to him or to her? How often, how committed are you to registering with your partner as a safe space? Can you do that? Because each day in the relationship, you have to register as a safe space so that your partner is reminded how blessed they have it to have you in, in, in their lives. You, you, you should be able to do that. Your partner should be able to come and talk to you about anything without you, right, trying to fix it, without you trying to give them your perspective, without you disagreeing with what happened or how they see stuff. Or you weren't even there. You weren't even there, but here you are coming up disagreeing about something. You weren't even there. And then you get upset because... You're not hurt. Well, well, baby girl, I'm sorry. It's not your turn. This isn't your turn right now. This, this is not your turn to be talking. Simply because it's his moment. He's trying to share. He's trying to be vulnerable with you. I mean, he's trying to share an experience with you. He's trying to find a space, watch this, where he can process his unresolved traumas, right? He can have a space. I know you could just say well, you can go to therapy and do that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But what happens when a therapist can't connect with you, right? What happens when you don't feel as though, um, what if I, if I just I just want to share with you? I'm, what if I the stuff I I went through? What if I didn't want to share with it, but I want to share with you? Can you sit there and just listen? Can you allow the way I want things done to be done the way I want it done? Can you do that? And if you can't do that in a safe environment, then there's no way in which your partner can feel a sense of loving and belonging. Period. So, again, as we go through um, helping individuals um, to experience their unique intimate expression, as we help them to be involved, um, we want you um if you have if you would like to come on the stage if you want to share your perspective come on share your perspective i want to hear from you absolutely um because again we're not getting it right it's the statistics show right it shows that we're not getting it right again when we look here we say what um in the united states has the sixth highest divorce rate in the world 40 to 50 percent of married couples are filing for divorce right now, watch this statistic here. African-American women divorce at a higher rate, 38.9%, than women of any other race. And so what do we say about that? Well, I said, Chad Franklin said, the reason why black women divorce at a higher rate than any other, any other race simply because there's very few other people trying to protect the black woman. She's the most unprotected species in the world. So that's why the number is high. Because ain't nobody coming to her rescue. And so she's like, you know what? I, I, I want love. She's entitled to love. She's entitled to um, safety and security. She's entitled to a feeling of loving and belonging. But oh my gosh, how much longer do I got to wait? So yes, that number is high. 
simply because everyone gets everyone every other woman gets gets protected. We already know what happens when a Caucasian woman calls the police. <laughs> when she say, I don't I feel threatened, somebody's getting up. Somebody's getting up to her aid right now. But oh let let a black woman say she feel threatened. Oh, you 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 a mad black woman. Or you um something wrong with you. Why you why you can't just be strong and tough like you like you were raised to be tall, strong and tough. Well, no, I don't want to be tough right now. Oh well, why can't I just be in my feminine energy right now? When do I get a break? Well, we need you to be strong. Well, no, I don't want to be strong right now. When when does that moment happen for her on a consistent basis? When do you show up on time and that you are able to provide a safe space for her on a consistent basis? That requires mental stability. And that means that somebody needs to be in therapy long enough so that they can be mentally stable enough to sit there and listen to the black woman. Just listen. And understand that she needs love too. She needs a, a safe space. She just needs. I'm talking. About, oh my gosh! If you just gave her like, just gave her like a month consistency, just being consistent one month, you may end up experiencing a different woman. But because there's very few value that is being placed on her, right? Who sits there for one month committed to her? Who does it? Right? Come on, man. We got we to gotta start someplace. We got to start someplace, and I think today is a good day to start. Hmm? And again, we it, it goes both ways. Again, black women, we know that, you know, you it's challenging for you. And it's equally challenging for a black man because we don't have a safe space. And so here we are, both of us searching for a safe place, needing a safe place, because when we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, a safe space is a need. And without that need being fulfilled, you cannot have a sense of loving and belonging. And when that, because that doesn't happen, you cannot feel good about your relationships. You cannot begin to experience the fullness of, 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 a, of a companion or a partnership or a relationship or situationship, whatever you want to call it. The point is that without a safe space, you cannot, you cannot have consistent, pleasurable experiences. It's just inconsistent because you allow that person to skip to not feel, help you to feel safe. So you just let them just come on in and do whatever. So the disrespect is, is, is inevitable. The devaluing is inevitable. It's inevitable. So let me do this here real quick. Let me give you a definition, our working definition here at Intimate Discoveries. Intimacy is defined as the level of commitment, positive, affective, cognitive, and physical closeness 
that one experiences with a partner in a reciprocal relationship. So one thing that I had to learn is that reciprocity in an intimate relationship is mandatory. If you're not reciprocating, you're not in an intimate relationship and you um, are a dereliction of duty um, when it comes to your commitment to being in an intimate relationship. So there are four major components of intimacy. There is cognitive intimacy, which is just exchanging thoughts and sharing ideas with another person. Sharing ideas, exchanging thoughts and sharing ideas. Emotional intimacy is exchanging feelings with another person, which is deeply rooted in the value of self-disclosure. Then there's sexual intimacy, which is being attracted to another person and choosing to share one's body in the forms of physical contact, affection, and sexual activity. And then there's spiritual intimacy, which is sharing thoughts and feelings regarding religion and morality. So when we look at those levels of intimacy, um, we have found that the lowest level of intimacy is cognitive intimacy. Just exchanging thoughts. And again, the, the deeper the conversation, the deeper the intimate conversation is on a cognitive level. And when you cannot um, exchange thoughts on a reciprocal level, reciprocal fashion, then, um, then there's challenges. There's challenges in that intimate connection, in that intimate relationship. There are, there are, there are, there are challenges. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, therefore, we got to begin to look at it. How, how am I, how am I responding or how am I interacting in this, what I consider an intimate relationship, an intimate relationship? Am I engaging? Am I sharing? Am I reciprocating? Am I giving that space, the, 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 the bandwidth to make an even exchange? Or am I allowing that person to continue to shortchange me on the exchange? Because you can overshare with the person and overexchange with a person, and then you end up coming up short, which then leads to trauma, which then leads to um, hurt feelings and emotions that begin to um, transfer or, or carry over to other relationships or future relationships when simply all you did was overshare. And you allowed a person to, um, to not match your commitment to what you were sharing in that relationship. And so now I'm going to pull up, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to look for red flags now. Well, how can you have an intimate conversation with somebody when you're sitting there looking for red flags are, are we having a conversation or are we looking at are we throwing red flags which one are we doing now i understand that there are some things that you should be able to to pick up on or you should you should have seen that you know that's what they say you should you should have seen that coming based on what he was saying well that's true some things you should have seen um but that happens at the cognitive level, right? 
being able to get clarification. When you think there's a red flag, well, hold on. Let me let me ask you. Let me get a clarifying question. Is is that what you mean? That the reason why why you didn't finish school is because you had no value in education? No, well, no, that's not what it was. I had, I had value. I value my family more than education. And at the time, you know, we were struggling financially, and so I either had to choose to go to school or go and work at McDonald's so that I can give my mother some money to pay the bills. That's why I didn't finish finish school. Oh, okay. I just that's I thought you were just someone who just didn't value education. No, that's not what I was saying. But that that entails. Um, that requires you to to be able to ask clarifying questions and then have the ability to listen <laughs> in a non-judgmental environment. And a lot of us can't do that. Now if you know that you that that, it, that you have trouble with um, listening non-judgmental, put a put a one in the, in the in the chat. I want to see if you know that you have challenges being um, that listening non-judgmentally. That you, you, it's it's just a challenge for you. You know what? I always, um, you know, I have challenges, right? Um. So, but but we got to look at it. All right. So let's go back down here. We said number one was that um, we're looking at um, ways in which. Um, men can be um, more vulnerable um, in sharing our thoughts and feelings and emotions, right? We want to look at ways in which we can be more emotionally available, right? And so we looked at, um, what do we say? We said number one was um, being um, active, you know, open communication, right? Regularly sharing your thoughts and feelings with your partner, being open and honest about your emotions, foster trust and understanding. So number two, and we just went over this a little bit, but we said active listening. Active, number two is active listening. Paying a, pay attention to your partner to pay attention when your partner is speaking. Showing genuine interest, not looking at your phone, right? <laughs> Showing general interest in their thoughts and feelings and refrain from interrupting or offering solutions unless asked. Oh my gosh, I just went over this. Just went over it. Paying attention when your partner is speaking, showing genuine interest. Because when you we talk about genuine interest, the genuine interest is in experiencing their unique intimate expression. And when you put value in experiencing your partner's unique, intimate expression, you can sit there with a genuine interest in their thoughts and feelings and refrain from interrupting or offering solutions unless asked. Wow. We got number three. Number three, we have empathy. Try to understand your partner's perspective and feelings. Empathy builds a deep emotional connection as it shows you care about their experiences and emotions. Empathy. Try to understand your partner's perspective and feelings. 
And it is difficult trying to do that when you have a limited emotional vocabulary. So it is one of the reasons why it's important for you to be able to go to therapy so that you can expand on your emotional vocabulary. Because what we said in number three and how can you improve in your emotional intimate relationship is that you can have empathy. You can you can show empathy. Try to understand your partner's perspective and feelings. Empathy builds a deep emotional connection and it shows that you care about their experiences and emotions. Wow. This is this is this is deep. This is this is a challenging environment. It's a challenging it's challenging for some people. I know I had a challenge, you know, even when I look back in um dealing with my daughters, right? I have two daughters, right? And I remember one time when um, my daughter had a, um, her friend passed away. Her friend died and he died in his sleep and she was there crying. And what would a dad do? Right. Dad would console all oh, baby. I'm sorry. You, you dad, who's emotionally astute, right? Probably, you know, Hey baby, I'm sorry to hear that. Right. The challenge I had in that moment, right. <laughs> Is that at that up until that point, I had never cried at somebody's funeral. I didn't cry at my brother's funeral. I didn't cry at my dad's funeral. I didn't cry at my grandma's funeral. I didn't cry at my grand my uncle's funeral. I didn't cry. Right? Why? Because I was always told to, you know, hang in there and be strong. Be tough, right? So when it came to being able to connect with my daughter when she needed me, right? I, I I didn't have it. I didn't do it. And so instead of me consoling her, like, it would be a fatherly thing to do because I didn't have the band, the emotional bandwidth, right? I never, I was going out in deep water, right? I, I joked. I joked. And after my after I joked, um, she didn't find it that funny. And so she got up, and she stormed out, and she had some choice words. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I at that moment I, I like I blew it. I blew it. And um and so this is another reason why we have these conversations, why I'm on the podcast, being able to share with you some of the things that I've learned so that um, you can have a better impact, a better experience in your relationship with the people who you love, right? This is why I become vulnerable to share my experiences because Lord knows I'm like, man, I, I wish I could have I could have done it. But now when I realize it, now I know that I have to process my traumas, right? I know that I gotta be emotionally available. I know I gotta expand my emotional vocabulary. So when it's moments for me to, when I'm talking to people and I'm, I, I have a feeling, um, because I have to, I'm preparing myself for that next moment, um, I, I have to experience my emotions. I have to experience my feelings. I have to make sure that, that what I'm experiencing is properly assigned to the right emotion. Therefore, when someone is sharing me about death and the loss, and, and I'm telling you now, I can connect with people at, at, at levels that I've never, ever thought were possible, simply because I've given myself a given myself space to feel. 
It's my responsibility to give myself space to feel. It's my responsibility to um, make sure that I am um, emotionally available for individuals who are in my, I'm, I'm, I'm in an intimate relationship with. I'm in an intimate conversation with, right? And I can just sit there and be quiet and listen um, because that's what people need. People immediate need, in most cases, is the need to feel safe and that they can share with you in a non-judgmental environment. And so being a reliable partner, being a reliable friend, being someone who is committed to helping my friends and feel safe um, is something that I I, I uh, purposefully do. Um, this has been a great this has been a great conversation. Um, and so let me let me see if there's something else I wanted to look at here. We're talking about improving emotional intimacy in a relationship. We said number one is open communication. Number two is active listening. Number three is empathy. And then number four is quality time, right? Spend uninterrupted time together. Engage in an activity that you both enjoy. Sharing this, this time, this shared time can strengthen your bond. So what do I mean by that? Look for reasons to have a good time and find them. When your partner is saying that I, I want to go um, let's go to the movies. All right, well, I don't like horror movies. Well, all right, well, what kind of movie do you like? Well, be honest. Well, I like comedy. And this person, well, I like romance movies. Well, let's let's find a romantic comedy. See how we just collaborated and found a win-win situation where we both can enjoy both romance and comedy, right? That's what we do, and we spend that quality time, and doing this quality time together strengthens our bond. Right? And then we got number five. We're going to close here on number five right here, right? And number five is vulnerability. Allow yourself to be vulnerable with your partner. Sharing your fears, insecurities, and dreams can deepen the emotional connection. Here's the problem, people, is that your partner is not going to be vulnerable with you Unless they, unless you have helped them to see that you are a safe space, that you're not going to trample on their dreams, or trample on their feelings and emotions, right? Trample on their insecurities or exploit their insecurities, right? They're not going to be vulnerable with you, right? And therefore, if they're not vulnerable with you, then guess what? The intimate, the emotional intimacy in those relationships becomes stifled doesn't grow, doesn't flourish, simply because vulnerability is the birthplace for emotional intimacy. And But it, it can't happen. It can't happen, right? Studies show that when you allow your partner to be vulnerable, we allow yourself to be vulnerable, that emotional intimacy flourishes, right? And at the same time, right, in an intimate relationship, we know that we have to exchange. We also have to reciprocate. So if your partner is sharing their heart with you, right, 
and they're telling you about something that they've experienced, and you just like, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Well, you have, um, without you connecting with that person in 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 sincerity, right? Giving that person a space to feel, right? And then asking them, can I share something with you? And then they're like, yeah, you know what? You can share something. But that it may also be that moment where that person doesn't want you to share. They just wanted to, they just wanted to be heard. But you got to ask those questions, right? Again, having open lines of communication are important. Being able to listen to your partner, being able to share with your partner, and being able to give them a safe space where they can be vulnerable is essential. Is essential. And in order for you to experience the fullness of your relationship, you have to provide a safe space for your partner, and you also have to know that you are entitled to a safe space. It took me 20-some years to recognize that I needed a safe space. I should have had a safe space. I didn't have a safe space. However, I'm getting a safe space now. I'm going home. <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute. No, I'm, I need a safe space. If I don't have a safe space, then I'm not talking to you. And when I talk, um, what I've experienced is right. Unless it's illegal, immoral, unethical, cause itself harm or harm to others, then I, I think it's okay for me to, to say and feel how I felt. And then just find out what other good that is that lies in in Frank. So as we close, as we recap on our five things that we said that improves that men can do to improve on emotional intimacy in their relationships is one, open communication, regularly share your thoughts and feelings with your partner, being open and honest about your emotions, fosters trust and understanding. Number two, active listening. Pay attention when your partner is speaking, show genuine interest in their thoughts and feelings and refrain from interrupting and offering solutions unless asked. Empathy. Try to understand your partner's perspective and feelings. Empathy builds a deep emotional connection and it shows you care about their experiences and their emotions. Number four, spend uninterrupted time together, engage in activities that you both enjoy. This shared time can strengthen your bond. And number five, we say vulnerability. Allow yourself to be vulnerable with your partner. I know it's hard because, you know, we've told, we've been told over years, you know, you don't share, you know, you, you don't let anybody know your weaknesses and stuff like that, but you got to do it. You got to be vulnerable. Allow yourself to be vulnerable with your partner and tell the truth. Don't be, play vulnerability, lying. No, be honest, be vulnerable, right? Allow yourself to be vulnerable with your partner. Share that deep part, right? Give them a chance, right? Share though your fears and insecurities and dreams can deepen the emotional connection. And I'm telling you, this is Champ Franklin. We are alive, we're in color, and we have done what we can do to help you get to the next level in your relationships.
I tell you, this is Champ Franklin, and we are live, and we're in color. Yes, Marilyn, how are you doing? Yes, we are here. Oh, my gosh, I was just about to close. I was just about to close. Come on in. Do you got something you want to share? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Are you about to come in? Oh my God, decline. Who's that? Tamara Porter is watching. Come on, Tamara. What? But anyway, I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, we this has been a beautiful um, broadcast. Again, Intimate Discoveries. We're here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. bringing you the raw and uncut pathway to intimate connections this is your host champ franklin and at intimate discoveries everywhere each episode yes you're having trouble connecting oh my gosh i wish you hey come on in come on in let's try it one more time sending you another invite it was saying come on my gosh Listen, hey, listen, if you want to check guest decline, hey, listen, check this out, right? You can go to the website, champfranklinspeaks.com, click on the live broadcast. You can come in right there, download the Podbean podcast, right? I'm in a remote area. I got it. Listen, tune in any day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 4 p.m. I'm here answering a question. Matter of fact, if you have a friend, right? who you know is struggling, who need to be on this broadcast, getting the solutions to their answers, to their questions. Send them here. Invite them on the link. Again, champfranklinspeaks.com. Click on the link, join live broadcast. I'm telling you, I give it to you raw and uncut. We dive deep. Peeling back the layers of what it truly means to be intimate. And each broadcast, each broadcast that we do is one step closer for you to experience a true connection. I am your host, Champ Franklin. And we are here to bring you the uncut, the the unadulterated, the true meaning of intimate connections. I am Champ Franklin, and thank you for this evening to share with you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you all, and I'm out.